0: Folks, you are listening to Dot, to previous listeners. Nice to have you here. To uh, new listeners, I hope you like this episode. We yeah. are going to be talking about some movies today. I'm your uh, one of your hosts, Johan. I'm the other host, Vincent Briscoe. And this is Doc Pod. Yeah. Uh, we are joined by two extremely special, very cool guests. um, our pals Felicia Chides and Alp, am I pronouncing it correctly? Yazardag? Yeah, that's accurate. Was it? <laughs> that's pretty close. Oh, man. I should have checked. Come, Come on, dude. That doesn't Jeez. matter. Too many silent letters.
1: Don't worry.
0: Oh, geez. Um, and we are going to be talking about uh, Stray, a uh, new film that just released by Elizabeth Lowe. And uh, we're pairing it with a documentary that was released in 2016 called "Ketty," directed by. How do how do we how are we going to pronounce this one? Is it Seda Tarun? It's no? uh, you know Jada Pinketh. It's like that. It's Jada Tarun.
2: Jada.
0: Yeah. yeah. Really.
2: Okay. Mm. Jada
0: Tarun, Right on. Very mm. cool. Swag. Um, yeah, guys. Felicia Alp. Welcome to the show. Guys, thank
2: you so much for having us. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Excited to have you. Um, same, same, likewise. How, how do, how do, how did we all get to meet?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I met Vince and Johan, uh, in Cannes in 2017. Um, we all worked at the festival together, which is exciting. And I'm uh, very happy that we've stayed in contact since.
0: Likewise. Uh, yeah. I'm, happy to 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 be able to reconnect with y'all it's gonna be a good one um shit man how we want to how do we want to get this started vince
3: uh we should start with um
0: uh
3: because that came out
0: first (laughs) yeah so let's uh let's let me pull up Ketty on um, Letterbox. I should have had this prepped, but we were too busy talking about rappers we went to high school with. Just totally <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> um, okay, Ketty directed Shouts by to Front Page Gage. Shout out to Front Page Gage. Respect to you. Respect to Pooh Steve, and uh, Spot 'em got 'em. While we're keeping this going, it's yeah. um, so, uh, about a month now that we shout out obscure rappers on the podcast. Keddie uh, came out in 2016, directed by Jada Torun. Uh, a profile of Istanbul and its unique people seen through the eyes of the most mysterious and beloved animal humans have ever known, the cat. I should note that on letterboxed, cat, in that sentence, is uh, capital C. Uh, much like God in the Bible, which is uh, certainly yeah. something we'll be talking about today. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then we'll we'll learn more about Ray uh, as we as we get down to it. Um, yeah. Uh, now I've seen Ketti numerous times before. If I'm not mistaken, Felicia and Alp, you guys have as well, right?
2: Yeah, I think this was my um, third viewing.
0: Same, Alp.
1: Yeah, I think second or third as well. Yep.
0: This is my first time. Damn start on the kitty front
3: um well i mean of course you guys really enjoy it and uh i mean it's so enjoyable and so easy to come back to um i i guess like we could set up like as a documentary it's kind of um uh it's a little bit of a plug and play you they show up and they um it's like they interviewed the local like fisherman about his relationship with uh, the Shrey cat that visits him every day. And it's like that, but for this like whole area in Istanbul um, where they're flooded with cats. And it's right. really cool.
0: Right. Upon rewatch, I think I noticed... Because I think I remember, Vince, I watched... Kitty, right after we screened rat film at LVFF and that those are two very, that's the Theo Anthony movie. We've mentioned it before. Um, mm-hmm. Both of those, or I, I think at the time I remember thinking like, Oh, rat film is intelligent because it tells you that like humans and rats aren't different. We're just exactly the same, just different manifestations of life. And I feel like Kitty kind of, I initially I thought Kitty did that same thing, but I think in hindsight, I'm kind of wrong. I think Kitty is telling you that the, that humans and cats are like two completely different, like obviously like two completely different, like types of beings in our physical world. Um, Yeah. So I guess that's my big takeaway is I was wrong about the movie. (laughs) Now I'm, I'm less wrong about it. What about you guys?
2: Yeah. I had a pretty similar experience just remembering the first few times I watched the movie and I remember that one of my takeaways was that, you know, oh, cats and, and humans are so alike and, you know, they're a mirror for our stories. And I think someone in the movie actually says, oh, that the cats are a mirror for us. Um, but, yeah, upon rewatch, and they even emphasize this in the trailer, which I didn't really think about. They say that, you know, uh, dogs see uh, humans as their gods and cats know better. And so they make that very Important distinction like from the get-go yeah. of like they're on an entirely different playing field than dogs and humans itself So that seems to be the, the takeaway from it like upon rewatch. So
1: Yeah Yeah, and you can see the city adapting around the cats rather than you know the cats more seeing there's humans everywhere in their stores and bakers and you know different restaurants because um, You know if you don't cooperate with these cats I make it sound like they're gangsters, but if you, you know, if you don't kind of adapt (laughs) to them, they're going to make your life a little bit harder, especially, you know, as kind of the, if you have the food carts and things like that. So, and I mean, you can also see, I mean, just like, you know, humans, but uh, there's mixed reactions towards them. But um, obviously in KD, the highlight is around mainly kind of small business owners who love having the cats around.
0: Right. Uh, But Yeah. Alp, this gives us an in to talk about very quickly one of the reasons why we were very keen to have you obviously you're all friends and you can come on whenever you want and come and dear the podcast in a violent mutiny away from me and vincent we don't mind but now can you can you tell talk to us about like your experience in turkey if you don't yeah, f-
1: yeah of course so i was born in turkey in Izmir. it's a Smaller city, but you know, city nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to New Jersey and the Phoenix when I was like five or six. And
4: you live then in
1: Jersey, yeah, barely. I wow, mean, that's a dark Felicia, timeline. We, we often Alp. talk about, yeah, we often talk about Alp. What, what Alp could have been, it. man. I, Jersey Alp, I was already mischievous. Imagine me in Joysy of all fucking places, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I mean, I moved here, Phoenix, whatever. Um, but I. Go back um, when I can, when life is normal-ish. Every summer, and um, you know, I'm a big animal guy. I don't, you know, don't own a ton of animals or anything like that, but I love animals. And um, you know, it it always struck me how many cats and dogs are, I mean, obviously there. And then um, you know how it me as an outsider catches my eye you know i'm just walking around i'm like yo that's a beautiful dog <laughs> like somebody in the u.s would pay a grand for this whatever like strong yeah. beautiful dog and then you know everyone else is walking around and as you could you know i'm sure we'll get into stray obviously but people driving around this dog that is otherwise you know gorgeous but um yeah and then you know kind of uh, comparing cats to humans or you know i know you can't but in some ways um even just being there, I could see different um, opinions on cats. Like you know, I have family members that, if we're sitting at a nice dinner, you know, or just at a cafe, wherever, uh, and a cat comes up, you know, some of them will be, you know, shoo it away because it's kind of seen as, you know, vermin or whatever. Not not in a violent way, obviously, but just kind of bothersome. And then other people are like, oh my god, look at these, you know, cute little kitties, which is kind of the, the approach I took.
0: Same yeah I see a cat there's a, a very keen quote in ketty that's like a cat rubbing on your legs is life smiling at you I have been operating yeah. under that philosophy my entire life <laughs> like i yeah, i it's super this movie is genuinely just bar it's so poetic um which we'll uh talk about how i one of the issues I have with stray is. It does not take that approach. You say, no, I'm comparing. I honestly don't even want to say I'm comparing apples and oranges. I'm comparing the same kind of fruit. I just think what I found one of them to work for more than the other one did. Um, But yeah, no, this movie always gets me because I've been a cat person my entire life. And I think this is the first movie I've seen to really i think encapsulate not only the experience of like pet ownership or loving cats or this or that but it's like the first experience i've had of like kind of living outside of my body to mm. use vince's first preferred verbiage like the mystical experience of this film for me is like it is pure voyeurism i think in it's construction and it's um presentation uh contents uh, even like the the I don't know. Everything in this movie is meant to make you feel like you're just another cat, which is really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know.
3: Yeah. um, Yeah. I'll definitely agree. Like in the, in its cinematic form, um, I guess I don't find very much visual poetry going on, but that you do get in, in the sense that like purely off visuals, I'm getting everything. There is a so much interstitial here that is just like s- stuff, <laughs> um, even though it is a short movie. But like, uh, yeah, a lot of the poetry comes out of people like talking about their relationships with the cats themselves. And um, there's a oh man, what's the cat's name? It was um, Bengu. Baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a man. He's talking about Bengu, and you see it in his face. Like as he's talking about the cat, he realizes how much he loves this cat. Um, and it's like nobody's ever asked him about this. So, it's it's little things like that where that can come to life, or where you can literally just see, uh, where you where you do get to see the cat's perspective, um, literally, and you do get to see like beautiful cat close-ups like you've never seen. Um that yeah, really it's yeah, that shit's really nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think one of the things that I really like about Keddy, which I can see how it could be a criticism of it, is the amount of projection that's going on uh in the film. <clears throat> it's something that works really well for me because I think naturally we're prone to just, you know, project our own ideas of the cat's personalities, you know, just as we can for other humans as well. And so it's something that works really well for me that everyone isn't, no one that they talk to in the documentary is unsure about the personalities of these cats. Like, they're like, I... Know this cat like I know yeah. a brother or a sister, and this is what they are. Like, this cat is rambunctious, or this cat is a socialite, you know, or this one is there's one that's literally named psychopath in the film. <laughs> and right. uh, I think that that works really well for me um in painting just as much of a portrait of like the people of Istanbul as it does like the cats themselves, you know, it's just as much like their story. So I think that part works really well for me but I can see how you you might want to separate it more and you know get less of that perspective but it works for me.
3: Real quick tag yourself. I'm Milkman the cat. Milkman
0: is me. I'm I'm the little hands- the handsome little baby boy who waits outside of the bistro and he's like mm, this is what I want. Mm.
2: The one who knocks. <laughs>
0: The one who knocks, oh. I am the I am the cat <laughs> who knocks. Yeah. Bro, he's going uh, crazy on that door at one point. Yeah,
2: he <laughs> really is. I think that I'm. Um, I think it is Bengu, who um the the man just really adores. But he says how sensitive she is, and uh, they're like, oh yeah, sometimes she just sulks in the corner. And I was like, oh, that's me.
0: <laughs> Your boy.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I really liked that one, but they're all cool.
1: Now. I'm the uh, I'm the troublemaker in that uh, farmer's market. It's like, hey, you know, everyone kind of likes him, but oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a little much at times. You know, I'm like yeah. picking up fish and chucking it, and you know, yeah. But well liked generally, just a little mischievous.
0: Respected within the circles that you run in, uh, feared yeah. in other circles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Classic. Album. Um, this is a movie that I throw on routinely if I want to cry um now is this the does this movie get you guys to that point um i i, I gotta say there's a the quote that felicia mentioned at the top of the app about gods or cats being the middlemen to god it always gets me i think that's beautiful to think about uh, but also the uh the, the the little kitten the kitten being taken to the hospital the guy phrases it so gently. He says, um, this is a cat who other cats were picking on him, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, banged his head too hard on the concrete. He's just a little yeah. baby. And the cat is just like in his, the palm of his hand. It's like the tiniest anything. It's, I know it's like a cat. Like, it, he can pick it up, but it looks like the smallest thing on the planet. And he takes it to the emergency room. That scene to me is pure waterworks every single time. Because I think uh, like, we live in a society, we live in such an ugly world, uh, and it's so nice to imagine that there's a person looking out for, for that cat, you
3: know? Yeah, you, I mean, we see that, but then you even see, like, a couple people do mention that they, like, oh, I took the cat to the vet to get it, whatever. And, like, yep. I literally as an American, cannot imagine that happening ever. Like...
4: <laughs> Picking Absolutely.
3: up a off the street. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah I-, I was going to mention too, I mean, just uh, obviously being in Turkey, enough of my life. Um, I'm guessing, uh, you know, life, day-to-day life is generally harder, you know, even if it's not super brutal, you know, if you're a small <laughs> store owner in Turkey. So yeah. it-, it seems like a nice escape for a lot of these people too i mean it's just a distraction from um you know the day-to-day working hard making not that much money depending on obviously what you're doing and just like that man who was talking about you know this is what saved me he was kind of talking about being at the end of the rope i'm guessing you know depression mental stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it's you can see how it is a you know an escape but it's it's a mutual relationship where you know, the cats are getting kind of critical attention they need from, you know, a, a break from street life. And then, you know, the humans are getting just, um, you know, mental happiness and, and just getting, um, you know, a, a break from the day to day grind.
3: Yeah, it, it's said explicitly in the film that people aren't enough. Um, and. Yeah, I think it's also shown that yeah, that's what makes it mutual is that cats aren't enough is that this whole time we see cats go around begging people for food um right. and like needing their company, you know, temporarily but still needing them. Um yeah, and that god. Yeah, you can again you can project that to project on it whatever you need to um but it's still very nice. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's something that I always take away from it whenever I watch it is several of the people, like Al mentioned, the ones who are like, this cat, you know, brought me out of my depression. There's like the fisherman who finds, um, he finds some money and he's like, this was a sign that I have to take care of these cats. It's like, they're searching for some sort of like bigger meaning, you know, like everyone is. And like the cats are sort of the the gateway to helping them find it. And the man who walks around and is like, Uh, you know, none of my, all my friends know that I have this habit of helping these cats and you see there's 30 cats around him and you don't know why I do it, but you can tell like, he's like, I kind of live for this and, uh, that I, that affects me very deeply. And it's something I think about even when they were talking about, um, having to take the cats to the vets, which like. I also am like, I can't even fathom that, you know, it's just like a, a cat that's on the street, even if you know it very well. And that he says like, we have running tabs at every vet in town. Dude, and yeah. It's just it's yeah. that, that in itself is very moving to me. The amount <sighs> yes. of care that they're willing to put into these cats who just kind of stumble on their doorstep one day.
0: Well, I think, I think that fits in really nicely with a question that I, I or I guess maybe just like a, a probe for the table uh, or whatever. Um, I feel like Kitty is uh, an extremely political film because uh, the, the individual that says that, that we have running tabs at all of the, the vet offices, if I'm not mistaken, he's like a line cook or something in like a restaurant. Like these are people who are busting their fucking asses. Like you and Al mentioned, like these are like dudes working jobs, owning small businesses and, you know, an ever changing marketplace or whatever, highly volatile. Um, does Kate succeed more for you guys on on like a like an emotional level uh, as like pure feeling or as uh as on like an intellectual level um because I, I think when I think of kitty i I used to think um I used to feel it more this time I think especially pairing it with stray I was able to uh, like kind of parse it out more in my head uh, I, I think this is uh, less so oh, a political film and more of a like class. But, uh, big surprise, the communists think it's that thinks it's all about class, but I do think it's like literally all explicitly about class. Whereas I feel like Stray will talk about is much more about the political situation happening in Istanbul around that time. Um I don't know. Uh, any any specific thoughts on that?
2: Uh yeah, no, I, I think. I think it is a very political film and I think it's political in who it's making you, you know, whose stories you're hearing and who it's sort of making you empathize with through the lens. Uh, Like you said, it is a lot of just working class people who are like, I'm not explicitly wealthy, you know, I'm not necessarily doing badly, but I'm not. Explicitly wealthy that I can just Splurge on you know neighborhood Cats but like they take care of them anyway And like there's some political Signage that appears in the film As well that's just kind of Glanced over but the way that it's Framed seems to put The cats at the same like Perspective Um, so It's it's very subversively Political I think that Definitely like upon first watch It's purely emotional for me as I remembered it. And then as you watch it more, it, it adds extra layers of it of who you're empathizing with, whose perspectives you're seeing. So
0: there's, there's an ever present Erdogan uh, graffiti tag that all it. over the movie that got them into a fair amount of tr- trouble. I don't remember the specifics of it because I didn't do my research, but does he, Johan, um, y- does he,
1: does he listen to this podcast? Cause
0: I yeah, just Erdogan sure if you're listening right now. Respect to you. Take t- take a lap, take a breather. <laughs> go back, listen to the Billy Eilish episode, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that shit, son. Don't worry about it. Or go all the way back, listen to the episodes in reverse. Hit back and then and on and on uh on on Yismar. Right. Have a black make a day of it. You know. Yeah. On, um, on that note, oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> I no, you good. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh... You know, chime in on the feeling end too. I mean, you obviously my perspective is different, having you know been there numerous times and seeing what day to life for you know day to day life for a normal person might be like. But just like you said, the line cook or baker, you know, whatever that younger guy, you know, whatever his profession was, I know that you know whatever he's making every day, you know, money wise, that's that's a lot of money commitment to these cats that. You know, from an American perspective, you could easily be like, who cares? I didn't, you know, I didn't buy this. I didn't put this cat into this situation. But you can tell that him and his co-workers and, you know, uh, basically everyone in this movie takes it upon themselves to you know, seeing the cats as a, a blessing to the city and a blessing to kind of morale. And, you know, even if it isn't a grueling life every day, you know, not not the toughest of lives looking at the world, but just relatively hard you know hard hours probably people commuting very far because they're a thing you got to understand about istanbul too is it's massive and traffic is awful so i I was Mm -hmm. talking to Fleish about this too but i'm like you know this man might own this or not own but work at this bakery in you know central istanbul in a fancy neighborhood but He's not living around there, you know. He's right, taking exactly. a couple of buses, a metro, and it might be an hour and a half to work. So I know that's a sure. What does that have to do with money? But like this guy's probably putting in nine, ten hours, and then commuting oh. three hours total, and then taking I don't know what percentage of his pay, but probably an important amount to, like I said, these cats that aren't technically his. So for I sure. mean that just knowing kind of how life works for somebody who is lower middle class there it it hits the feelings for me immediately just because i uh, i mean you see how important the cats are to kind of everyone
0: in this i think i think to to yes 100 percent i think to to i don't know watching it watching kitty in hopefully at the tail end of covid uh like like felicia i know you're also a man Versa nerd, but Verso has been putting out so the latest publishing company. They've been putting out a massive amount of pamphlets about how care is political, and I have never once really considered how just interpersonal relationships can be inherently politically charged or whatever. But no, what what you're talking about, Alp, is like literally that. And I think maybe that is verbalizing yeah. my realization with this film more so than that is. Like, I, I don't know. Um, the first thing I think about, just because it's on my mind, is like uh, me and Hannah have been helping a professor with like buying his groceries and stuff. And that is an inherently political gesture, uh, not to pat ourselves on the back, but like because nobody else will help them. The state won't help them or anything like that. So I think it is part and parcel of the same thing. These people taking it upon themselves to uh, take care of the cats or to give the cats jobs is also like a microcosm of uh, the failures of the state because they talk about how like rats are like a massive problem. Obviously it's a massive city. Um, and there's a, a really really concise little like mini ethnography where somebody's talking about how like the cats were bought from sailors who ported into Istanbul and later the excuse me the uh, pipework was was added to the city to make it like a functioning like quote-unquote metropolis or whatever and that that led to the problem of rats so there you've got the plague of like modernity and the cats have to be the it's kind of like the stewards of that um now that there's just like a million cats there, they are kind of aimless and they exist for the purpose of existing. So to give them purpose, whether it be through care or to give them purpose through quote unquote employment and stuff like that. I think you kind of verbalized what I was feeling in a really concise way. Oh, and I appreciate it. Making my thoughts make uh, sense. Yeah.
3: No. Okay. I agree with all of that. Um,
0: Sorry for the tangent, yeah. by the
4: way.
3: Sorry. No, that was really nice. But I think um, to get back to a point you made, Johan, though, uh, with with the cat being on the same level as like the Erdo Gone graffiti, um, yeah. and the talk of like cats have um, outlived empires, basically that always being a thing, and like even then, like they will outlive us. It's the thing is though, it's when that. It's as if, like, the cats are already outliving us. They're already standing on our rubble, basically. I don't know what I'm getting at. Fuck. Uh, It's like, well, they've already, like, they've already surpassed us, and they're already, like, so much better at, like, finding ways to survive. Um, Right. And, like, we've already messed it up for ourselves, like, so badly through our history. Um, And, like, they're still standing tough. Yeah, And it's, I don't know, it, it's, um, it's like a no, I wish that the film like hit harder because I think then emotionally, it, then it would have really gotten me if I had like that little bit more of context of just like, well, can I see the guy take his bus ride home? You know, can I understand like what that geography is to the city, what his life is like? Um, so, because I'm sorry, but like aesthetically by the end, I started to think of like, oh, this is like one long like, uh uh like people of New York like kind of post <laughs> it feels like um like at its worst, you know what I mean like as a form as it's presented, you know, but that I mean there's definitely so much more there like I agree with everything. I just wish that there was a little bit more underneath it that could uh, yeah, but maybe repeat viewings I will I need.
2: <laughs> i I definitely get what what Vince is saying with that um just in the sense that I mean I'm not going to get too far into stray, but when you look at ketty just from like a very technical point of view like uh Keddie has a lot more just like wide shots it it ends up presenting itself as a bit more of a like portrait of a city than it 100%. does like just on the cats. Um, which I can lead to a sort of like humans of New York type of thing. And I mean, I, I tend to think that it works well, but it is a little bit more about like, here is a a portrait of Istanbul as a city. Um, and that's just in the way that it's shot, you know, it's, it kind of forces you to see, like, more of what's happening in the background and less on, like, the ground level. And even though you're seeing, like, these very picturesque shots of the cats that you otherwise wouldn't see, um, maybe some of the, like, themes that are a little bit more implied and less overt kind of, they kind of just go into the background a little bit more because you do, you know, like, maybe you think about the class aspect of this and you're thinking about, like, oh, this is a good argument for, like, collectivism. Um, things like that and then at a certain point then it's oh here's a beautiful view of the skyline of istanbul and it sort of takes you out of it a little bit which makes it a little bit more emotional and a little bit less let's dive into these political themes so
0: yeah i have a galaxy brain take that made it make sense to me and you guys just kind of connected it really nicely um stray reminded me a lot of neo like a neo-realist film because it is uh it it is so for some reason my brain automatically went to los olvidados the buñuel movie um if that is los olvidados then something like kitty is like the exterminating angel where it's a number of like uh vignettes all piecing together to serve a a bigger narrative tableau Mm -hmm. right um it's a dinner party with numerous guests all talking amongst themselves and then some side, some sort of minuscule pot plot, excuse me, you could just kind of strings everything through it. Um, I, I don't know. I think I accept it on those terms because I think that's just the the inherent structure of the piece is just kind of walking aimlessly through Istanbul and allowing these people to like if you had a completely free day in the city and you just said, like, yeah, I'm gonna talk to like a couple people, and then that's exactly what you do, right? And they tell you. And like, I, I don't know. I guess I, I also, I don't know. I don't like straight very much. Um. So I, I think that uh, yeah. this makes ketty for me. I'm completely biased. Yeah. I like the idea of walking aimlessly through a place where I don't know. But now, okay, to pivot to a point here, Alp, do you feel like this is a fungible, workable portrait of Istanbul on a social uh political uh ethnographic level yeah so i mean i i get both sides
1: of what we're talking about right now i I get vince wanting a little bit more about you know the the struggle the the social issues the the daily life and you know what is causing life to be hard for all these people but i'm also thinking as a turkish american who's Everyday interaction with a, a new person is, you know, what kind of name is that? Oh, where are you from? Oh, what's Turkey like? You know, like having to explain or I guess break down even just one aspect of a country that's really complex. I, I'm wondering if, mm-hmm. you know, Jada, uh, if if it was kind of like, hey, we, we get a lot of bad press for, you know, for obviously governmental things that you know, uh, deservedly so, but also just Oh, it's in the Middle East. I've made up my mind about what it's like. You know, I, I'm just talking sure.
2: about average right. American
1: opinion. I'm wondering if she kind of wanted to make it more fun, you know, the, than something like Stray. And you know, it, it doesn't serve as a a, a tourism uh, film or anything like that. But it does make you go, "Hey, that's beautiful." You know, it's and it it, it is a more yeah. romanticized relationship with the cats because kind of like what I touched on at the beginning. I mean, I know. Plenty of people that don't like cats. It's not every single person in Turkey is, you know, walking around with bowls of milk (laughs) looking for (laughs) cats. But but it is a lot more. It's I think something that can be taken from it that, you know, having been there and interacted with plenty of Turkish people, you know, and seeing it the same way an American might. Just because I, you know, it's different stuff to me too on every visit. But it does seem like, um, you know. People that you might interact with on a human level where you think you know th- these are big city people these are like people in new york who might be you might see as rude on the street or you know nobody smiles at each other or says hi on the street it's just it's big city life but it is it is nice to see these otherwise and again to vince's point they don't show this but just uh, being someone who's been there it's these are a lot of people that are probably closed off you know and not you know forming these kind of relationships with strangers all the time, but it is nice to see these kind of blue collar tough guys who are probably closed off about emotions, realizing how much they love a little kitty. So, I mean, that strikes for me, but I get, I get the point of, you know, it could do a lot more, you know,
4: Uh,
1: politically, socially. Yeah.
3: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I, I guess I'm coming around. I, I totally get like, especially, um, with what you just said about uh, Jada, I'm thinking like, you know, she's there and she sees this collectivism that does exist within the country. And that's something you should be proud of. Um, and that should be celebrated and uh, in like in a very nice way as it is presented.
1: Um, yeah. I was just really, really quick too. I was going to say, you know, some of these people that you see, I'm just saying for me, when I'm walking, see as, you know, city slicker kind of closed off you know it it might even be to an american hey people on the street are kind of rude but i know when it comes to a time of needing genuine help i know these people would help a lot more you know like something where i'm like hey man like i I need a ride i need this you know i know that this random baker would you know shut down the shop for 30 minutes and drive me somewhere whereas you know, good luck getting that off the average person on the
0: street. And, you know, I mean, of or, course, cities in cities, Arizona or Phoenix. Yeah. 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 Cities should be like the all the great cities are designed to have like that. very small. <laughs> exactly. That that sense of communitas, whether it, I just read a book uh, about how Las Vegas is like poorly designed. Surprise, surprise. Um, and it's comparing it to like the uh, piazzas of Rome. Right, these like kind Jeez. of central, overlooking, almost like uh, it creates a panopticon. A responsibility, uh, Fritz yeah. Lang's M, Who knows? You know, it's all these things where like the community takes care of itself and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of that <laughs> in the United States. Uh, I yeah. do about Mexico City in the same exact way that you're describing uh, Istanbul. Uh, Mexico City's like the same exact thing. Uh, just lots of brown people showing the world that we can take care of ourselves, uh, largely uninterrupted. So let's do it, you know?
3: Yeah, and, and then lastly, I guess, um, was, uh, you know, these are, I think Felicia said that, you know, these are stray cats that would more often than not just be in the background of your social interaction or like you wouldn't focus on them. And then, you know, giving attention to them uh, you have to think about the people in the film the same way that, you know, these aren't people who will usually have a camera put in their face or whose, you know, lives get exposed or who anybody gets, you know, shows this amount of interest in. Um, so, yeah, I guess that, yeah, the film is doing a lot more political favors than I uh, have maybe given it credit for. So
0: All good, brother. Definitely. We're talking through it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I definitely like like you were saying, Vince. Like, it definitely offers this perspective that okay, maybe you're not always thinking about these cats in the background, but at the same time, they are like inadvertently still woven into the social fabric. You know that yeah. it's just, like it's all sort of on the same playing field, even if not constantly. I don't, I don't know how to phrase that better, but <laughs>
0: there, there is a social societal function for the presence of these cats. They are a, 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 not, not just paying lip service to like, yeah, Istanbul wouldn't be the same without the cats or whatever, but like literally <laughs> no. saying like, no, these cats like serve a functional purpose as uh, it's something they're as also, seemingly minimal. Yeah. They're also pretty as fuck. I
1: mean, yeah, they're beautiful. When beautiful cats, we break it
3: down. That's the cats. the The point that they make, they're from all over the world too. Yep. bro, that is, it's so sick. <laughs> they kind of got of
2: like Norway and stuff. Bro, and like, how did they end damn. up here? I, mean, I saw both, but.
0: my long deceased kitty in this movie. I used to have a Russian Blue when I was growing up. Yeah, rest in peace to a real one, Pee Wee. Salute to you, you hard dick train. He, um he crossed the rainbow bridge like 15 years ago but mm. he he he's a russian blue and they show a russian blue when they're talking about th- that that these sailors from all over the world to port in constantinople and then boom i saw my cat and it uh, made me fucking cry respect so i just lo- i love kitties dude lots of good lots of good little lads in this movie above all
2: <clears throat> our uh, our cat had a lot to say about this movie she uh-huh. was sitting about maybe about four inches from the TV and like looking up and would yep. chirp and meow at the various cats. Uh, she definitely had a crush on is it Gumses? What's the player? Yeah, the player. Oh, yeah, people in the film talk about they're like, Oh, he's who you would want to take you on a date, like, he's who you want to go Damn. out with. And my cat was. Going off for a out, shout that out cat. to
0: Penny, to Penny one time, dude. To Penny, mm-hmm. is it Penny or Penny?
2: Penny, like
0: Penny, like the pasta, dude, out mm-hmm. here shooting her shot. Hard dick mm-hmm. champion. Penne. <laughs>
2: I <laughs> wanted it for her. I wish I could have set them up on a date because she, oh my
3: god, like, yes, mm,
2: mm, mm. <laughs> okay, I hear Ooh. you. Okay,
0: oh, I know what that one means. You know, <laughs> the way that she said, huh. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> I also I want to throw a little shout out to Penny Penny because Penny is a moldy cat. She's a tortoise shell, bro.
4: Bro, moldy like cats, my
3: glasses. Let's go,
0: bro. For real, <laughs> yes. Moldy cats are so fire. Yeah, it's a cool colorway. It's a nice brand for sure. Yeah, she's gonna sure. get mad at me because I call every dog and cat breed brands, and she hates That's
3: it. Very funny.
0: It's really funny. I know it's it good is.
3: Fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm she like, damn, Hannah, what
0: brand? brand. Is that? For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't help I that know. you carved a Nike swoosh into the back of her and an eight ball. Just
2: shaved <laughs> it in. <laughs> of
0: course. All right. Uh. Uh, all, right, all right, so let's uh, let's mosey on over to Shrey. I know it's been rough, but I'm hoping we could bark up a new tree. What's up, dogs? Go off. <laughs> uh, Shrey is directed by Elizabeth Lowe. Uh, the World of Zayton. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it means olive. It's Zaytoven. Sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Zaytoven!
0: <laughs> this dog is going crazy on the keys. The world of Zayton, a stray dog living life on the streets of Istanbul. Just off rip, so much dog asshole in this movie. A lot. There's a lot of butthole in this shit, dog. Yeah. So that's
4: how I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, how I knew.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. how I knew it was going to be a progressive, like, moving film. Mm-hmm. In that you could quite literally see buttholes per is yeah, It started, it started with sphincter. <laughs> you never start with sphincter, dude. That's you what David Mamet wrote about. Yeah, you got to work your way down, of course. Yeah. Diogenesis said it in the first clip. Oh quote. my god. Yeah, that is one of the things where I'm like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I completely get it, bro. Respect to Elizabeth Lowe. You made a movie. Not a lot of mm-hmm. people do that. Salute to you. But goddamn, uh, what a pretentious motherfucking way of starting your movie. I I get it. It, it is supplemental text. The first one uh, from uh, Diogenesis or whoever you pronounce it, human beings live artificially and hypocritically and would do well to study the dog, which is a very, very beautiful thesis statement for your movie. If it didn't rear its head five or six times in the span of 70 odd minutes. It's I your- agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. These movies are both very short. And say what you love about Keddie, but Keddie doesn't do that. Like, Keddie relies almost solely on people. There are a couple of examples of, like, text on screen, but it's not as abundant as it is in Stray. Um, You guys got any Stray thoughts on Stray? I'm killing it. Um, How about uh, we get low and talk about Elizabeth Lowe's new movie? I was going to say that. (laughs) Killed it.
3: Yeah, uh, we're going to have Alp do ad-libs on all the new episodes. Okay,
4: let's go. (laughs) Yeah,
2: uh, I was reading some interviews with Elizabeth Lowe just on the inspiration for the actual film. And she was mentioning how the original idea for the film was inspired by the death of her childhood dog. Um, And so she wanted to deal with the interactions between people and dogs. And then that turned into the interactions between people and stray dogs that varied by country. And then when she found out about um, the law in Istanbul that she just kind of zeroed in on that, and that's how that's how the movie got its focus. So I thought that was interesting how the original idea transformed into yep. what the movie's thesis ended up being, which I think is very different. So
0: that's that's something that uh, the the law you're talking about is is that it, making it illegal to euthanize any strays in Turkey. Now that exact. Uh, sort of genesis that you're talking about when I would teach my documentary filmmaking lab, uh, an entire week of our class, the final week when our students have, when my students have presumably been uh, making at this point for like a couple of weeks, the very last thing I leave them with is the moment. And I make a massive to do about it, a massive production about like, you'll know when the moment hits you, the moment is going to creep up on you. Like I'm trying to be funny, but I'm also trying to tell them like the number of times that me and Vince have started a project with one intention and then ended on something completely different. That is just what is going to happen, and yeah. it's a matter of like knowing when to lean rather than to push. So I'm really delighted to hear that she leaned. You know, that's fucking cool. I didn't know that right on.
2: Definitely, definitely leaned. Um, and then I think she's from she's actually from Hong Kong, and then she studied in New York, if I'm not mistaken. I think at Tish. Um, so it's an interesting pathway like an interesting perspective of then like going to Istanbul. And I don't believe she had been in Istanbul before shooting this. I think she had just heard of it um, and then had a production team there that I'm not sure about, but um, yeah. And it was filmed over three years, which I definitely found very surprising seeing the finished product.
0: Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't uh, just being a dick. (laughs) I definitely uh, also was like, all right, take your time with it. Respect.
4: Found the story
1: for sure. Johan, would you say uh, her dogs were barking by the end of it?
0: I'd say those puppers were howling, brother. (laughs) Digi high five. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I, I just think like, I mean... I always respect a filmmaker who knows when to get in and get out. I will. Yeah. Um, Stray left me wanting a lot more, like a lot, a lot more. Um, and I hope it's not just bias colored by by loving Ketty so much, which I feel like it makes every single moment of its time. But I found myself. Checking my phone a number of times during stray. Uh, I feel like I, I got easily distracted despite it only being like seventy odd minutes long. Um could just be me though. I don't know. Uh yeah, go ahead. <clears throat>
3: um oh, I don't know. I well, well one, I'm I'm biased. I'm probably the only person on here who like loves dogs and is um meh on cats. So
4: Boo. Boo. Yeah.
3: Um but my the, literally the first note that I wrote down was like, "Holy shit! Shrey dogs are so much more like stressful than Shrey cats." Like just viscerally looking at them, I was like, "I oh no, oh no!"
2: Immediate <laughs> stress when it started, and like the dog walks in front of like the train and not yeah. even just you know at a Dude! A pace. I'm like oh my god this is like a cat could easily run away from this but the dog is just leisurely dogs his
3: are time. awful at surviving jesus
2: horrible
0: <laughs> you guys
4: Having need to go at it well, <laughs> yeah.
0: okay yeah that gets down to to i guess the the first big thing that i i, I would maybe like to table a bit is um like the, the clear difference, I think, in both the the content and the way it's presented, is that cats do not need humans in the slightest, and yet, or seemingly don't need humans, right? Yeah. Yet human beings worship them, and yet dogs, in this capacity, like need human interaction. They are extremely social creatures, but this film goes out of its way to make them to portray them as like lonely, like kind of ghosts occupying a city. Um there I, I lost count of how many times the dogs are turned away in stray. And I don't think a single cat is turned away in Ketty. Even when even when the older ladies in like the fish market and stuff are like upset with them. They're never like brooming them away or kicking them or anything like that. Like you you scoundrel finger wag. Yeah. Yeah and there's
2: a there's a particular like She's definitely being intentional with some of the isolation, which I think is an interesting choice. If it's all right, if I quote, I found like an interesting quote in an interview that um, she had with uh, American cinematographer and essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, said that the goal was to recenter from an anthropocentric way of seeing and instead of putting humans at the center of the narratives, which she found destructive, uh, to shoot it so that it was purely a dog's perspective, which I think is interesting. I was surprised at <coughs> wanting to put the dogs at the forefront about um, how few dogs we actually see in the film. Um,
0: two, two or three, right? There's
2: about three main ones. And occasionally, yeah. I think it's, yeah, Zayton. Uh, occasionally, Zayton will like stumble upon you know, another random dog, but I definitely expected to see a lot more of them roaming around or being interacted with. And it's essentially like three main ones. And aside from that, like the dog is interacting either with nobody or with like one group of people, um, which I was very surprising to me. So
0: this, this film does something that Keddie just on a, on a purely tangible level on a technical level could not do which is i'm going to preface this by saying you know godzilla versus kong is coming out very soon and everybody's going crazy about monkey vision we got doggy vision in this movie dude, bro um no we did right i wonder what, what does that rig look like she strapped something know. to a dog right? I is that-
2: it's it's a shoulder <laughs> rig that goes like uh, okay, like for a sure. big half circle over her head. The
4: it's an easy rig, yeah,
2: yeah. She still mentioned she has to be crouching the whole time, so she said it was very physically taxing because it still doesn't go down that low. She just used mm-hmm. like a rig that was available um, yeah. around her. So, and then to- like
3: as we can see when you watch it, like an easy rig is not perfectly steady nope. as well, and it's, it's but it. But I don't know. I always like them. I think that they move like pretty naturally. Yeah. Um and i think that's nice yeah it's it's cool is that i'm sorry is that what the the whole shit was i thought that the um i don't know there's like the lens warping and i think there's like some strange audio mix choices is that a, am i yeah. stupid was that for the dog
2: yeah those were <laughs> <No>. other mix choices <laughs> <laughs> The, the lens were these vintage lenses from the 60s and 70s that were, uh-huh. like, refitted to match the Canon camera. And I know that uh, the sound designer, um, whose name, unfortunately, I have forgotten, but the sound designer uh, made it so that they would, like, emphasize um, sounds so that they would be on the same frequency as dogs. I guess that was the intention. So, like, you would hear, like, the sound of, like, a metal clanging more than you would like whispers of people. And so like some parts of it are like very heightened just to be at the same frequency as dogs.
0: There's such a nice amount of like ambient and hypnagogic sound happening in this movie. But I feel (laughs) like one of my biggest complaints is Ali Helnwein's score I think is at times beautiful and at times the most intrusive aspect of this movie, where I feel like if, if Kitty we're talking about initially felt a little directed, you know um, which, which, which we kind of chipped away at is just kind of revealed through like its structure stray is like very directed despite kind of coming off as a more naturalistic movie. I feel like that kind of weird it's like offering a knuckle touch and somebody puts out a high five. It's like, it, it just, it never really connects for me. I don't know. It's
3: weird. And it's probably, uh, like we said, it's like a product of her, like one starting initially with a different idea and two, like being an outsider. And, uh, like, I'm sure, you know, even though she filmed for three years, it's, she wants to get in and get gritty, but then there's just, um, I don't know. Like she still has her idea of the film she's going to make anyways. So exactly. it doesn't reach that cosmic level of fully giving over to something else, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. What we're getting at.
2: Cause you have the expectations like Johan said of <coughs> a while ago of like neorealism. You have that expectation yeah. and then having the sort of like really orchestral score uh, that's that just kind of takes over the whole time that the the intention of making it very like centered on the dog's perspective, you're getting a dog's eye view just kind of gets pushed to the background a little bit. Then I'm like, I don't understand some of these choices that like you said, I don't know if she just had the idea in her head and wanted to keep running with it or something, but it seems very disjointed with then like later in interviews, what she says she wants to do with just, you know, like taking humans out of the mix. She's still trying to make it like very cinematic that I don't know if it fully works well. So.
0: I, I, I would. No, I was going to say something critical that I, I, I don't want to be rude. I, 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 I guess, yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying where it seems like she was kind of in the process of shedding off another idea and then, you know, found her, her way through this one. I, I think in terms of pure, in terms of the approach, in terms of the size of her subjects, which is something that a lot of times you don't need to worry about when you're talking about humans, but like when you're dealing with like creatures, like sure. Like cats sometimes when you follow them on the street and you get in a little one inch carpet that a cat somehow managed to squeeze through, you suddenly feel like you're in the fucking secret world of Arieti. Like it's this like like tiny people, tiny world that you never quite see. And I think mm-hmm. The approach feels like it's like an onion; it's just shedding layers of it. You get to see a cat's internal life. Uh, Maya Darren directed another film that is also very similar yeah. to this, which is called "Is It Not Called Just the Life of a Cat?" I think. I'll. I think so. Do some research on that, but um, Stray has a, a bigger uh, subject. C- dogs are. It's called "The Private Life of a Cat." It came out in 1944. You can watch it on YouTube now. Um, that it's a spectacular film that romanticizes the life of a cat, like love lives and stuff like that. You get that with Ketty is my point. You don't get that with strain the slightest. I don't, I feel like there's no hardly um, an ounce of internality with any of these dogs. And I think part of that just has to do with the, <laughs> it's just <clears> dog's <throat> buttholes. Like, I don't know, like you're falling behind them and you never quite feel the full voyeurism that you're actually a dog. When you do get doggy vision, it is the most directed thing on the planet. Yeah, am I just being mean? I don't know. I don't want to be mean. Uh, any miracle, any film is a is a miracle to exist. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I, I was gonna say too. It feels a little tunnel visioned on. You know, I want to portray the loneliness of being a stray dog, but you know, it, even in background dogs in uh, the different settings she's in, there's plenty of packs, and uh, there could have been a lot more about it just seemed like she wanted to show it as lonely just for the sake of this is the vision I have for the movie. Um, I, you know, kind of like you guys are touching on too. I think it could have been a lot more interesting seeing the collectivism, you know, that we mentioned about Kitty in terms of the city and people seeing that in dogs and then, you know, combined with people. I, I, I mean, I, I get, it's, uh, you know, going for a grittier feel, but, um, you know, it, it could have done a lot more in terms of, like you said, the subjects too. I mean, if if somebody was able to follow around that many cats and get these pretty in-depth stories, and then you know, like seeing that first cat that is kind of um, going store to store and bin to bin and collecting all this food for her, you know, family in this kind of little room. and there's so many details about all of these cats' lives and you know interactions, but. Here we really don't get that deep, it feels like.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a patina of the cinematic that I don't know if she ever quite manages to shut off completely. It feels like there's a very thin veneer of that on it. Um which uh, might very well could work for for people, but it it just didn't coalesce for me. I don't I don't
3: know. Yeah. Like I said at the beginning of this is just like you know, dogs are horrible at surviving. They need humans. Why are you taking humans out of your film? Like that now you're ignoring a significant part of the dog's life. And like you said, like that robs us of that, like personal interaction or whatever. But uh, maybe the the thing we're ignoring, we do need to know is that uh, the other big focus of this film is like basically on this group of Syrian refugees, hanging out on the streets of istanbul and i think maybe what she's trying to get at like more cosmically is just that the uh the day-to-day struggle is so like brutally lonely and uh and it's every fucking day. <laughs> and it, it does get at the whole like, well, you know, in Istanbul, people can come from anywhere. We don't know how they ended up there. And then it could even get to like, you know, at the end, that little dog, Kartal. um, Like that guy is he's so sad. He's gone. Oh, my beautiful Kartal or whatever. But then you also have to think of like, well, these kid, these guys came from Syria where, you know, they had to leave their families Where do the, you know, what do their moms think? Yada, yada. I think, I mean, obviously the film should do more of the heavy lifting on all of those fronts, but it, um, it's all just forced, I guess. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Despite like wanting to sort of push away the human perspective of it, like, I think that the most interesting parts of the movie are the interactions that the dog does have with people. Like, there's yeah. the group of the refugee kids, and like you're so invested in their stories, and like yeah. the dog is literally squatting with these kids, and like I, I understand, I feel like I understand what she's trying to do with it in the sense of like, oh, there's a law that means that like no one can bother these dogs, and then it's sort of juxtaposed with like the police are coming and saying like, hey, you guys got to get out of here to like the kids, like the group of kids, but like not to the dogs. So I'm like, I get what you're trying to get out with there, but like they have the most like interesting <clears throat> part of the story. And even like later they meet like the group of the fishermen who talk about like their own like migrant stories. And they're like, I forget where, I forget where the guy is from. Chechnya. Oh yeah. He's checking yeah. It. And yes, he's yes, talking yes. about, you know, the migrant experience for him. And like, that is such like an interesting part. And I wish it just really fully grabbed onto it because it just kind of tosses it away. And it, it puts it on the same level as like a lot of the other conversations you hear are just like gossip. It's just like, you know, kind of half truths that are thrown out, um, on the street. Um, and so like, I wish it, it had a little bit more of an elevated sense in the movie. If you're going to go cinematic, like they have, the most interesting storyline. So.
3: Yeah. It's almost, I mean, it's like, you could fucking, you can mic up a dog and, and get a good doc out of it. It's dogs are around for everything. There's one point where a dog, I think it's the main one. Zayton is like sleeping outside of a cafe, just laying on the ground. And then there's a couple that doesn't realize that they're being filmed. And the guy is just scolding his girlfriend for like following some guy or some shit. yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, I mean, it's such a great moment to have captured. Um, but yeah, again, it gets at that interaction. It's like not even like the dog is just going to lay there and just be there um, just because it wants to be there despite any of what's going on, despite any kind of struggle. It it wants to be with people. Um, and, you know, like that's something that's beautiful. But again, it's like more heavy lifting needs to be done there. And, uh, Fuck! There was one other moment
1: I wanted to get at there. Yeah, I, I was gonna say too. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. As there's moments where we're almost there, where you know the, you know we get the human struggle element. And I, I was gonna say the part where it actually does, you know, do it well for me is when um, one of the 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 younger refugees is kind of pitching to um, the guy who has all of the puppies, and he's like. You know. Y- you know the security guard is like, well, what are you going to feed him? How are you going to take care of him? You know, y- are you taking care of yourself? And he's like, oh, we got bones. Like, we'll give him the bone. You know, like even that part is powerful and heart. You know, kind of heart wrenching. Yeah. So I, I want to see more like that to God. Uh, not to make it you know uh, overly emotional the whole time. But I I feel like it there. There's moments where it hits it for me. And you know uh, when we were talking about Keddie just straight feeling based, you know, it, it does hit it for me sometimes. But then, like you said, I mean, we could get so much more of the the human story and to to kind of um, give us a, a glimpse into it, but not really do the full dive kind of is disappointing because we really don't get to know, the, you know, the individual stories of the refugees. And I, I know it's not about, you know, going into the full scope of their story but i mean you've kind of teased us with it i wanted a little bit more as to yeah to fully complete that yeah
3: and that again that just shows her her own rigidness that she's not just going to follow you know the subjects as it comes as she's sticking to her own thing so
0: the the moment i'm sorry where the where the political actually begins to to really come together for me in a way that is albeit a little bit crude, but also kind of showing you rather than than telling you uh, is the is it a woman's march? right? It's like yeah, it's, it's like a, a
2: women's equality march
0: right. okay. so there uh, Zayton finds because zaytan is a, is a girl, right? thing's a girl doggy yeah. um she finds herself in the midst of this massive crowd of people and she's probably just going in there with the hopes of maybe getting a head pat a scritchy scratch and a bone to chew on right um mm-hmm. and then somewhere in between that very sort of uh, casual uh, interaction with all these women she is uh by another dog she she is uh, mounted by him wuka. um now, <laughs> a indeed alp um (laughs) that's really funny uh i don't know like bro it's it's so sad (laughs) i don't know it's yeah get on the planet um it is extremely uh on the nose uh but it is also it's the only moment where i felt like what the dog if if you're kind of faking the funk in terms of like, whether you want to say dogs are people or dogs need people or people need dogs or whatever. It's the only moment where I felt like the, the worlds of the humans and the worlds of the dog obviously are like the exact same thing. And I feel like the the inclusion of that sequence is like, to me, the thesis that Elizabeth Lowe, just me as an outsider, I'm not, I'm not this individual, but it seems like the thesis that she wanted to chase, but did not. Mm. is the the theo anthony thing that like dogs are in the same way that like a rat in rat film is like a an engine for entropy the dogs in stray are like engines of empathy it's edging right really close to it and then backing away yeah at the last second
3: yeah um Dang it, I don't know what to hit on first Because there was uh, Felicia had said something That made me think of like Because uh, you know I was thinking of like you know The, the dogs can also like kind of represent That that everyday struggle And it does feel like it gets very close to like uh, You know murder Isn't legal You know like how it is, oh, yeah that's what it was The dog policy of like you can't euthanize the dogs Yeah like, okay, so murder isn't legal, but like it's totally fine for the like the state to make your life like totally worthless, basically, yeah. <laughs> or to make it like exponentially harder to live. Uh, and I think that that's like what she's trying to get through. Um, but then I, I did want to say the other moment that I did remember was when um Zayton gets into a fight with another dog. Yeah and, yeah, 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 yeah. and then uh the dog leaves and then all the guys they pat Zayton and like build her back up again and like they're all just there for her immediately they just shower her with love and it's so nice.
2: Yeah. Uh I agree that was a part that stuck out to me and just um the moment where it goes from there is a there's like a father and his daughter and he encourages the daughter to like go up and give uh, Zayton food. And then it moves towards this reunion. And I was so happy to see the reunion of these kids and and Zayton and that you're like kind of rooting for it that you're like, oh, they've kind of formed essentially a pack um, that, you know, they're expecting her to come around. And even though they're not in the same place like they find their way back to each other. And that was something that I found very moving about it and um it's something that definitely stuck with me and then when you see you know the tenderness that they're they're treating Zayton with um when they're literally like holding her up yeah. holding her paw and they're like why did you get into a fight like why did you do that you know you were going to get hurt um that that i found very moving and it's just it's it's weird to see in in the contrast of like i don't want a lot of humans in this film and I really yeah. feel like those moments are the, the parts that are most moving. I don't um, It could also just be like the people, sorry, yeah. <laughs> the people that they're interacting with in both of the movies. Like uh, the people who do have a say uh, in, in the films are just like very different because the only people who are featured in, um, in stray are people who are essentially like, like, essentially people with no status, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You have the homeless people in the park, you have the refugees who, when a man talks to them later, like, no, we don't have citizenship. Yeah, we've been here about three years, but we're just kind of, we just kind of wander around here because we don't have a place to go. And then you have in like Kedi, like in contrast, you're talking to all these people who they're like, you know, we live here. Like the cat comes to me, we're the owners, but like I'm in a stationary place. And that contrast was interesting to me between the two films of just like Mm. how the animals interact with the people and who they're actually interacting with on a daily Mm -hmm. basis.
0: Uh, 100%. I think that's just like the filmmaker knowing what direction to go in. I think that's like part and parcel is just like, the lean that we were talking about, like feels like Jada knew the type of film that she set out to make. Again, this is all seems could be, these are all potential potential potentialities, whatever that means. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 The filmmaking in Keddie, even if it's a little rough around the edges and not as polished, feels more confident. And the approach in Stray is more polished and more cinematic, significantly less confident.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say too. I mean, as kind of critical as we've been, there are plenty of moments for me that you know do pluck at the heartstrings and get me pretty emotional. I mean, oh yeah, just even the the ending scene of. you know, Zaytine just uh, hearing the call to prayer and then, you know, howling along, it's, you know, even if, even if you have no idea what, you know, the context of that is, it's just to, I mean, Felicia and I were discussing it too. It seems like in an every day is a new struggle, new, you know, adventure type of life. It seems like it was the probably consistency in, in her life just because, you know, there's five distinct times that that gets played or, you know, aired, whatever you want to say. Um, and it seems like, you know, it, it she knows that. And it's like, hey, this is my time to like, unwind or sit down. Because it, it seemed like it was like that, like, I think it's a 5am or really, you know, early morning, it's like, hey, I can chill for a little bit. And then I, I mean, <laughs> this part, I don't know how to be critical about this part. But the fact that her eyes were like, it seemed like they were like full. It seemed like she was like tearing up. And I don't know if, you know, that's just how, an appearance thing, but it like, it hit, it hit me pretty hard emotionally where I'm like, man, I want to cry because this dog's about to cry. I
2: felt that too. And I also think, I'm sorry, I feel like this movie would not be nearly as successful as I think it is in some aspects if it weren't for that particular dog who I've got to say is a, very expressive, like that dog's eyes are just like a window into it, and especially in that like final scene um, where you know the call to prayer is happening, and you know she's like howling along to it. I think that that works so successfully because of like the actual dog that was picked, and you know I think that it does sort of justify the focusing on that one dog, but. Mm-hmm does take you away from seeing like the dogs of Istanbul as Ketty is the cats of Istanbul. If mm-hmm. that
0: makes sense. I just want to know the ending. I always, this is so stupid. This is such a dumb film school opinion. I always have a problem when people play shit over the credits because it's, you're not paying attention to the people who worked on the movie, right? That is a, a, something I need to get over. I get it. Um, where was this energy throughout the rest of the movie? man
3: like literally it's getting a
0: um primordial nature of dogs dogs as entropy <laughs> it's like the closest the movie comes to going the full shebang and instead
4: mm-hmm. it leaves she,
0: it over the credits where you're kind of reading people's names and looking back uh, it's hmm such a supremely beautiful bit of footage. That alone is like, congratulations, your movie justifies. Yeah. The, yeah,
3: the whole, yeah, the whole thing.
0: But it played over credit, son.
3: Yeah. But it I mean, the moment it's, it gets back to um what Felicia is saying is just like, well, you know, you have to, you know, these cats, they're gonna run around and they're gonna find people and then they'll run away or whatever. But like dogs have to be found. Um, yeah, like you yeah. have to come to them, and then it's it's a beautiful that like then they can participate in our own prayers and our own calls to the wind to God, again, which is its own like i, I guess like lone pursuit um and expression uh, that like, yeah, that's something that is totally mirrored in in humans as well. It's that same empathy that um that we all feel where I don't know, it's like on my fucking drive to work, I feel the same way. I am howling to the wind, like, yo, help me. Like,
1: <laughs> uh,
3: So that, I, I, yeah, there's something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I mean, complete tangent. Sorry about this, but I, I was going to ask as, you know, uh, Americans seeing two of these views into you know uh animal uh, i guess the opinion of the people you know uh, <laughs> oh. towards two different <laughs> animals in turkey he's making hand motions at me what's hey, 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 hey. qualifiers here man as you America, I mean, now um i mean do you do you see when you watch this do you see turkey as you know the turkish people is like they just don't care about the dogs or uh, just because the way i mean like seeing it firsthand it's i don't think it's as vastly different i I know more people are uh, scared of dogs grossed out of by dogs you know you don't meet a lot of americans that are oh i'm terrified of dogs but in turkey you do and i i I don't think i I don't know if it's it's as apparent that you know the turkish public aren't super fond of dogs rather than oh they're just completely ignored because yeah you you know uh, that's I guess that's a question for you guys. I,
3: one of the notes I have written down is that like the camera is so much more judgmental than the dogs are. So that thing, what you're questioning about the Turkish people, like the camera is also questioning that. And it's like, got to take a little bit more responsibility for doing so. Um, Because like you're asking it because it's not very clear, like what, what they think
1: really um, quick too i was gonna say all those people in the Ketty documentary that truly care about these cats and you know have these yeah. relationships i'm willing to bet most of them would be you know just as caring and kind to a lot of these dogs i wouldn't be like oh my god it's a dog it just happens to be here you know so but go on but uh yeah uh
3: the thing i was saying oh yeah but the, the the dogs though they're like i said they're not judgmental like when that couple is arguing they're just laying there and they're they're with them through it like it doesn't matter it. um it. but it doesn't feel like elizabeth lowe is the same way
0: <laughs> so. well i think i think part part of this just i think has to do with uh, uh, the idea Again, this is all potentials. The idea that a dog has to have an owner, and seeing a dog without an owner is like this, like travesty to the world, which it is obviously. Dogs is can't very. be Ronins, dude. Come on. Dude. I know, dude. They, they can Me, of course. Yeah, they can't. Right. Be a, kind of like a really cool like samurai. Without, like, a master. <laughs> honestly just like really on his shit. Uh, girl boss status, like on um, his grizzy. You know, I'm on yeah. my <laughs> every day. I wake up and I pledge allegiance to the Tokugawa shogunate and also to the grind. Um god damn it Facts. dogs are meant to- i hate you guys dogs are meant to have an owner and yet cats uh, the approach there is that cats are like Entropic, they're just like existence is a cat. There was the earth, and then suddenly cats came out. And then at some point later, dogs came into the picture. And uh, they, when they, dogs they, came <laughs> out, <laughs> when the dogs released, bro, new, dogs, dog. new, dog leaked, new dog <laughs> bro. I have the dog forge. What do you have? Yo, means? yo, God just leaked dogs, dude, <laughs> dog S. <ass.
2: laughs> <laughs> For me, I was a little bit conflicted watching it just from my perspective. Um, I mean, we were talking about how much the film, like in Stray, how much it sort of isolates you as a viewer and isolates that dog in particular. I guess those three dogs. Um, But it didn't seem like I feel like the lines were a little bit blurred between drawing through my own experience of like, if where I live, you see a dog on the streets, how would people react to it? It, a lot of it ends up looking the same. And I think that if you didn't have like the context at the beginning, I, I don't know if that makes sense of like, there's a law in Istanbul that like right. you, know, you can't contain. If you didn't necessarily have that context, the way that it's shot, especially when uh, they're like moving into like really big city scenes, you know, when people are like looking and then like some people are like, oh, like this dog just took a shit by me. Like, do you have to do that right here and stuff?
4: Mm-hmm. It doesn't They were mean- so mean.
0: They were so mean to and the dog. And they're dogs. tourists too.
2: So it was an interesting perspective to put like their view in the film too, is that it's like implied that they're tourists and that they're like just visiting here. Um, and you don't get a lot of like direct people talking to the dog, Uh, I thought it was an interesting, like, view, but it's, like, it doesn't, without that, like, bit of context at the beginning, like, it doesn't, it really kind of blurs the lines between, like, what I'm used to, I guess, that it's like, oh, yeah, some of the people greet the dog and some of them kind of ignore the dog. And aside from that, like, it, it doesn't make a clear enough distinction and you don't see the whole like larger scope of like, this is how many dogs there are around. And like, this is how many dogs maybe a person sees on the street a day. You know, It I think the isolating kind of works to its detriment there. I don't know if that makes
0: sense. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, For
3: sure. Yeah. I think, um Yeah. To also to that point, I just, in my notes, there's another like more transcendent moment, like really right. At the end, where Kartal is like introduced part of the gang, um, and then goes to I think goes to Zayton and like tries to like suck on the nipples, like immediately shows up to this new group and is looking for a parent, looking for somebody who's gonna like take care of me, please, anybody. And that's how dogs are constantly. Um, and again, that's like that constant searching is not being done by the film for for the dogs or for the people so <laughs>
0: the, the very ending of this film is the dog seemingly returning to like this completely primordial world where uh, they're they're in the natural they're amongst it's like Isle of dogs suddenly for no reason Um that is like the all evocative poetic type of shit that I would have yeah. from this movie that is part and parcel of what you guys are all talking about where it's like where well, well where was this energy where was this movie yeah within within stray
2: in the trailer they feature so prominently the packs of dogs that you literally only see for a second at the end like yeah. in that scene that you're talking about right then that's the only time you see them and that's the only time you get a glimpse of like oh my god there are so many dogs around yeah because you know, like- it's during the
3: day too right
2: yeah, yep. yeah. it's like yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah. yeah
2: and And that's what makes it so jarring, like where it is in the film that I'm like, okay, where were they the whole time yeah.
0: you you uh, you have the gall to open your movie with the most judged dread ass credits, which is like twenty forty nine dogs. It, it's illegal to kill a dog blah, it literally blah.
2: says annihilation. <laughs> you exactly. would
0: not kill yeah, a yeah. dog. <laughs> Yeah. And then, <laughs> I was I was promised roaming packs of mutant dogs. And yeah. Be yeah. I wanted some doggy teamwork. I mean,
4: yeah. yeah. To, dogs got to gotta unionize. Yeah.
0: We got to get the dogs to unionize. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Local rough, rough, rough. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I just really expected there to be more of a bond between the dogs and you get that like a little bit with uh, I think it's like Nazar. You get a little bit of that between Zeytin and Nazar and then later uh with Kartal but aside from that like you you don't really get the sense of like these are the dogs like TM of like Istanbul and I guess <laughs> In a biased way, I kind of wanted more of that, and I wanted to see more dog interactions. Like, if you're going to put this from the dog's perspective, like, you know, statistically, these dogs are going to run into other dogs. You know, like, they're not isolated yeah. here, but it's filmed like they're completely isolated, and it's it's very confusing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. God damn it. I wanted more from this fucking movie, man. It's so close. I...
3: I yeah, I think it's, it's so, so It's right there,
0: son. I'm and, thinking, like I said, and then I, something I confusing. Like,
3: I like the, uh, like I said, I like the easy rig, the approach to the camera work. I really love the color grade. I think this movie looks really fucking good.
0: Maybe um, the, the only problem I have is that they do like a tilt shift effect on the like far away shots of, of Istanbul. So you know what I'm talking about, where it looks like a little toy city i'm like bro oh, dogs yeah, are yeah. fucking huge they're, they're,
4: cat,
0: i don't even think a cat would see the city like this this yeah this is some mouse yeah. shit dog <laughs> it's really weird it's a very bizarre choice the
1: <laughs> in contrast to ketty too, it made it look like is apocalyptic too and i was like like, like why great. and i i get I, I mean i get the perspective i mean we're Dealing with stray dogs and you know refugees and you know, it's not it's not you don't want to see the beautiful blue-green Bosphorus straight, but like it it forced it a little bit, just I mean yeah, just in terms of how like you said, Judge Red.
0: Dude, this shit makes Istanbul look like not it's a very nice place. I, I wouldn't show it to
1: my friends if I was like, Hey, you guys want to come to Istanbul with me this summer? Exactly,
0: yeah. Oh,
2: dogs are just getting humped,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, We're huffing glue and dogs, huffing, huffing glue and humping dogs. I, she just crazy. Crue- I turned to the left and I saw someone huffing glue. I turned to the right and I see a dog getting humped. It's like, What does this city have to offer? <laughs> I was hoping. I mean, it
1: wasn't going to happen, but I was hoping like Zayton would stroll through some kind of fancy neighborhood just for a second, just to be like, hey, we're here, and they just toss (laughs) him.
0: I'm sorry. We do see like a little bit of class conflict where Zayton gets into a little bit of a tiff with the very posh dogs in like a, a another yes. class neighborhood, and the owner is like, "Oh no, no, she'll kill you," which is like, "Bitch, uh, yeah. yeah, duh. No, oh, yeah, yeah. your <laughs> dog
2: in the little raincoat. Yeah. Right, your dog yeah, has yeah. A jacket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i are gonna get your dog in jacket, but no Yo, shoes. Um.
1: on on the toughness of these dogs too. Um. This this is a, a tangent from the film. Don't get me wrong, but um, most of the stray dogs you see, um, I know they vary in the color a little bit, but any of those light tan to darker, you know, beige dogs with the black snouts, they're uh, Anatolian shepherds, and um, they are. And a lot of these, you know, I mean, you don't see that many dogs in the in the movie, but they're mutts. But a lot of those are those Anatolian shepherd mixes. And I was reading a little bit about them and they have like the strongest bite force, like they have the strongest bite of all dogs. And they've been in since early nineties, exporting them to Namibia and Kenya to help farmers protect their flock and livestock against cheetahs.
0: And and now how the fuck? How the fuck are you guys on yo. the podcast and be more prepared than we are, dog? I'm uh, just both ah, of you. I'm no, 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 like, bro. Dogs. I love those
1: dogs. No, they're they're nice. Um, but uh, I was also gonna say, God. the cheetahs killed. Statistics have gone down, so you know, because when these cheetahs poach or well, it's not poaching if you're an animal, I guess, but you know, when they're picking off livestock, farmers end up hunting them and shooting them down. But um, so the amount of cheetahs killed have gone down and then livestock lost has gone down. Um, That's just a fun fact, you know? Damn. (laughs) Jesus. Shout out to them.
3: True soldiers.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just uh, being the person who's seen some of these stray dogs, it is mostly that type of dog and they are beautiful. And it's kind of back to that same thing I said at the beginning where I'm like, dude, i I live in San Diego, California. I could sell these doggies at 1500 a pop to some northern San Diego family.
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: Of course. But
0: yeah, I'm not going to do that. I, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. I would say personally, if I was any type, I'd probably be an Anatolian Shepherd. Um, That's just me, though. I've, I've, yeah, yeah, I heard
3: that they have the strongest bite force.
0: Yeah, I yeah, that's like something I've always <laughs> identified.
4: myself as. <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. To that. yeah.
1: Did, you, did no. you know that they like protect like livestock from cheetahs too? Or like?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
0: I would probably. I would like to protect some some livestock. That's like just like the kind of guy I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to brag or anything like that. But like.
4: No.
2: no yeah. I, would, I would say the same thing about you. Like, if someone were to ask me for like a. Yeah. A good summary
0: of Johan. Yeah. So <laughs> strong bite force protects life. life <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Vince, the little baby dog who looks like a tiny cow. That's Vince who'd be sucking on the nipple. Yeah. I
3: su- yeah, I suck nipples. <laughs> uh, he's the cutest dog.
0: For sure. Cartel?
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, more on the ground Turkish coverage. Uh, Kartal means eagle, and uh, there's a popular soccer team. They're black and white, and their mascot <gasps> is the eagles. And I think that's where it comes from. I think that man was a. Thank you, uh, Al. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Thank you. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. You know. No, that's you guys are the film it, experts. Right? I'm the I'm the uh, on the ground. This is what I'm seeing. It's just a me about of the
3: you know, of course, they're gonna name their dog after the soccer team. Yeah.
0: What's better than this? Just dogs being dudes, being boys, being bros. Yo, Vince, yeah, Vince. Did
3: you
1: Did you enjoy
0: the kid with the Lakers hat? <clears throat>
3: um. Oh yeah, that was wild.
4: <laughs> is he one of the is he one of the refugees? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. He has a purple Lakers uh hat on.
2: I like made a joke to Alp when we were watching it and I was like that looks like a Lakers hat and then later they zoom in on it and I was like that is a Lakers hat.
3: <laughs> yeah. Which is somehow like genuinely apocalyptic.
4: <laughs> you know. This is what I found.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma jersey. Yeah, exactly. Kuzma. Oh my god. No. <laughs>
3: Oh man, if a Syrian refugee had to learn what Kyle Kuzma was, I would feel so bad. Like, I would,
1: <laughs> oh man. I would show a mirror selfie of Kuzma where he's like yeah. in a schoolboy uniform. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Listening to the
3: chance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, this is what Elizabeth Lowe wanted, right? Yeah. Sure. The takeaways. Yeah some, yeah, some ball talk. She didn't mention the Bite Force,
0: so I thought, yeah, I don't know. I thought you had to throw one. the Bite Force in there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of course, dude. Um, yeah. I do I do just wanna throw out there anytime a dog showed up in Ketty and anytime a cat showed up in Stray I literally the very <laughs> stupid thought of like oh shit cinematic universe is like
1: <laughs> okay. shit, dude, uh, <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: dude
1: the, the ICU the, the same old cinematic universe of course
0: dude of
1: course yeah,
3: yeah. wow wait who's going to complete the trilogy Someone's got to make a dog. A, a dog or a
0: cat has to direct a movie about people. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Are there hamsters in Istanbul. Is that
2: Bruh. the third one? They're what? Hamsters. The wild
0: chinchillas of Istanbul. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I know it's not gonna be no no stupid birds, yo. I don't want no Did bird you- movie. It's yeah. Istanbul. No, they make that point in Keddie. They're like, "Yo, fuck the ooh. birds."
2: <laughs> they were like, "They're like, they're not birds. They can't just fly away." And I yeah. was like,
4: "Ooh,
3: ooh. Like Spicy. <laughs> it's like, ooh, so, somebody dated an eagle for a
1: summer, and oh, yeah, you're like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> they think all eagles are just like that. You know, <laughs>
1: Vince. I was, I was gonna ask too. I know, in the beginning, you were saying a little bit about your lack of cat love yeah maybe made you miss parts of caddy not miss as and not understand I didn't mean to just completely body no but, yeah uh, I just meant like there's parts did of it you just emotionally completely body Vince.
4: <laughs> no that's <laughs> cool.
1: Parts where you didn't emotionally connect. Did you it doesn't sound like you like Stray better though, right? Or I
0: the defining like... moment of our podcasting career thus far. I'll put it out on the table Vince.
3: Right. Are you yeah, gonna you know. flip it and
0: reverse it? Of
3: course I am. Of course I well, it's, it's, it, am. It, <laughs> it, yeah, it's Scourging so. of, it of the Flame. Yeah, it's that. So, I mean, of course, like, Keddy is better. But, uh, I don't know. The, I don't know. Keddy's better.
1: Yeah. It's fine, man. I didn't mean it.
4: <laughs> yeah. you can get back
3: to me. No, it's a it's a like way better made film. I do think like if you, I'm like, I, damn it, I'm like trying to piece this in my head. Like if you did go full hog with the like everyday <laughs> struggle, <laughs> um, uh, like connection between like dogs and humans, and you want to connect it to the Syrian refugees, like like i'm sorry like we just had like two mass shootings in a week right and i'm like i don't know i've been thinking like well that shit's like it's not uh it's not something that doesn't happen often you know and even then it's like the amount of atrocities committed around the world routinely that get ignored all the time uh it's it's affecting somebody uh and at least like if you could bring me to that point like fully like then I'd totally rock with it, and I, I maybe I, I'm, like partially there because I want it to do that because I find like maybe maybe I find dogs like easier to project on or something, but gotcha. yes, that's I probably think, what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: think filmmaker <the laughs> finds dogs easier to project on, and yeah. she's uh, operating <laughs> again. This is a projection. Uh, she's operating out of the assumption that you guys will be able to find dogs easier to project on. Yeah, um, but. I, I I do think that's true, true to an extent. Uh, I just don't know if the film even really d- delivers like on that, albeit very simple kind of. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not sure. Also, um,
3: also, uh, cinema—that's a—that's a cat's art form.
0: Cats really. are a, in the same way that basketball is the most cinematic sport. Cats are the most cinematic animals. Yeah,
1: I I mean, these cats I, are all soccer fans, though.
0: <laughs>
3: oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, do no, I don't want to see a. I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, I was also gonna. I was gonna say, as a person who has, ha- you know, anytime I encounter an artsy film that, um takes place in turkey or is turkish or is a turkish director any of the above and i have to you know see yeah. if my mom will like it that, that's the that's the test for me i'm like uh, breaking it down like mom you're gonna love kitty. you know it makes istanbul look nice there's a lot of cute cats people are pretty warm <laughs> and then i was like i was like mom i'm watching this uh, you know documentary about stray dogs in istanbul and she's like well i like it i was like uh uh, you hmm. might, but you're going to be sad and, like, you're going to be yeah. like, man, they made Turkey look so bad. And, you know, so that's a really simplified viewpoint, but I'm like, it it comes back to just how Istanbul is portrayed. I'm like, it's not, like, in rubble. And I, I know there's tons of refugees, there's tons of poverty, you know, there, there's all of the above, but it it, it got a little But that's just how the world is. The loneliness of, you know, this one dog versus I'm sure there's kind of happier stray dog packs, like you guys were saying too, when you saw all the packs yeah. in the trailers. I don't know. It, it,
3: if it, like I said, if it could focus on like everybody's struggle, it, it just feels like it's blaming Turkey for some reason. And I don't like it either. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't feel fair.
2: Yeah, the message is very confusing, just like like yeah. you were sitting on earlier, just like yeah. the messaging at the very beginning to the way that it's shot. And I'm just like, I'm I'm confused as to like what your viewpoint is because obviously there's a you know there's a bit of a viewpoint behind every film so it's like but I'm confused as to like where it's coming from and like what it wants me to take away from it and I think like there is there's a room for vagueness but I think that it it's a bit vague in a bad yeah. way
4: yeah.
0: the politics not to go along it, right, because we're wrapping up the politics to me just seemed completely in line with American neoliberalism which is just like hey okay, pro woman but then you go you go out of your way to show these refugees like huffing glue and stuff like um, I understand the approach there I get that this is realism and you are presenting life as it seems but also, I am a human being who cannot help but be worried for those people and hope that this film does not have any type of adverse effects uh, to them or anything like that. Um,
3: Yeah, uh, I I will say, man, uh, maybe, uh, sorry, it's real late and I'm remembering another moment uh, where in in the beginning when they're squatting in that house and then somebody comes to kick them out and um, the camera stays, but like... The, you know, the, the, everybody else leaves. Um, and it says, I don't know, it just says a lot that like the camera doesn't have the connection to those people,
0: but like, I instinctually do. Yep.
2: For sure. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh,
0: that is, uh, I think. I think that is also endemic to just like a kind of neo-realist attitude am <laughs> just like I care about the causes, I just don't really care about the people. Like, yeah, but black lives matter. But I'm I've never spoken to a black person in my life, or, yeah, or yeah. I'll go to the I'll go to the women's march, but like I'm still a piece of shit. <laughs> like I don't I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: It it was unclear her stance. Besides, this is obviously bad, which we could have you know picked up yeah Yep. i i did i mean on a slightly positive note on that front too i did like seeing or overhearing the average interaction of really somebody nice. who is probably a turkish uh citizen with the refugees just because um obviously they're isolated obviously that's a terrible way to live and unfortunate but like it, it did seem like even the people kicking the kids out was like hey like if i don't kick you out here somebody more authoritative authoritative is going to come in and like you're going to get taken away like i we just Mm -hmm. have to work here you know so it it was kind of you got like we said to you get glimpses of things like that but it wasn't cohesive or like i yeah i I just it, it was introduced and it was shown and then i was like man i need more details or you know i need a deeper dive rather than just this is what happens when you're you know on the street for sure. Thanks so much, guys.
0: Yeah, this was a blast and a half, guys. You guys rocked
3: it. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah. You got a lot so. of you got a lot of nerve coming here and being as smart and charming as y'all are. So God. I just need to ask the Americans the questions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's uh it's an honor to be here. You know, love the podcast and uh, very happy to be here talking about a movie that I love and uh, a movie that's new to me. You know, it's uh, it's an exciting thing.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. 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 I I very much appreciate the invite, especially as a a film basic brain. I don't have that galaxy brain, but uh, you're
0: not. No, it, you're it, very intelligent. No, you're
1: yeah you're it was fun sure. oh shit, <laughs> Film pilled. It was fun shooting the shit. I would love to show you guys this sample, and then you can make your own goddamn documentary. and it can be about you know the food carts we fucking bodied at two a m bro, after some Turkish national drink
0: ruka, you know. was oh, yeah, that dude. that little brown tea and served in the tiny cups? No, no that's just tea.. Uh-
4: <laughs> <It's so terrible. laughs>
0: As, <laughs> I'm. I'm uh, I just want to let the listeners at oh, home know I'm gonna kill myself. No, no. <laughs> Yo, Johan,
1: uh, it is Raku which is almost your last name. So it is. Wait. It's like, it's like uzo. It is a. It is an alcoholic drink. Sweet places are open very late. We will uh, tank those and then all those food carts that dogs were laying next to will still be open, which is a beautiful part about Istanbul
0: and most cities in Turkey. I'm trying to get a number five. Yeah, for sure. We got number fives, dude. (laughs) Lamb number five.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thanks for listening to Doc Plus Pod. You can follow us uh, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Doc Plus Pod. Uh, You can follow me and Johan on Twitter and Instagram at VP Briscoe uh, or at underscore Rucker-ish. Do we need to do any shout outs for you guys? Yeah.
0: Alp is a very talented musician. Felicia is a very talented writer. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Uh, Yeah. My Instagram is at Felicia Chaitas. It's my name. Very easy to find. (laughs)
1: Help. Yeah. Uh I guess if you want um at Sour Yogurt music, if you like some sample based hip hop.
0: Sour yogurt. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> um also Damn. if you want to catch me on the streets of Istanbul post COVID, um, you know, hit me up. I'll be uh around during
0: the, COVID. Uh, no million people you might see. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Well shit, guys. Uh thank you for joining us. Uh, and real quick. Plug to the uh homies who have made the Billie Eilish and the Britney Spears episode absolutely blow up. So, we appreciate you guys very much for listening very to cool. that. I also, Vince, I did not run this by you, but I hope this is okay. Um, our friend Jason Miller, previous guest of the podcast, um, oh, yes, is uh, go- him and his, his partner are going through some pretty unfortunate stuff so uh we are gonna try and link uh to the corresponding gofundme um in the show notes Uh, definitely please if you can not to guilt anybody listening to it but if jason has made you laugh or if he's taught you anything as he has us many a time online through years of knowing him uh we all got stimmied up throw him a couple bones uh I promise you will not regret it. Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Got to help each other out. If you can, if not, totally cool. But uh, yes, we love you, Jason. We love you. Yeah. Uh, salute to you guys. Things will get better. Uh, all right, folks. Thank you so much. Uh, deuces. See you guys. Uh, See you guys in a few.